What's up, everyone? Welcome to Simulation. I'm your host, Alan Sakyan. Super pumped to be talking about techno fascism and big pharma. We have Miriam Hinane joining us on the show. Hi, Miriam. Hello. Thank you so much Thank for coming you. on the program. Really appreciate it. And I'm making an exception because I gave up handshaking in 2009. Only hugs. I lo- Only I love hugs that. and not everybody. Don't hug everybody. Yeah, but, and nobody, yeah. not everybody wants to hug me, <laughs> believe it or not. Thanks for making room for the exception. We appreciate it. Love it. Thank you for those that don't know Miriam's background. She is an investigative journalist, functional medicine consultant, and founder and editor-in-chief of Honey Colony. She is also the director of the award-winning documentary film Vanishing of the Bees, narrated by Ellen Page, and is now exposing techno-fascism, censoring free speech, biasing search results, and the sick ties between big pharma and big tech. And you can find all of her links in the bio below to her Twitter profile, The Peace in the Epoch Times, on her, as well as honeycolony.com. Thank you. Oh my gosh, there's so much to talk about. I know. I'm so excited for this. So let's start things off by talking to you about this, you know, this big picture perspective. You know, we find ourselves here embedded in this creation. Simulation. Why are we here? What is the purpose of this reality? Such a big question to unpack. I would like to say that we are, from my perspective, spiritual beings in these meat bodies having, so spiritual beings having this experience on this third dimension. And for me personally, having almost died, that I wanna make this life count. And I I feel that it's about reaching your potential, identifying patterns, knowing thyself, and we're living specifically right now in pretty crazy times, exciting times, where there's an acceleration that's happening, a quickening, and uh, there's seemingly mayhem. And uh, let's see where, where the ride leads us. Yeah, spiritual beings having a human experience yes. here, yeah. and that we may be a part of the coming aliveness of creation, um, feeling more interconnected, the more belonging. And yet there's this this weird, like, where are we going feeling that's among us right now? And the title of the episode about technofascism and big pharma, what are these forces that are at play that are coming in to, you know, make this, you know, make this challenging that, that the planetary evolution is based on these challenges and not based on oh you're just born into a utopia enjoy yeah no um, i think that technology and maybe social media has given us a perspective or has shown us the disparity let's say between mainstream media and what's really happening like marshall McLuhan talked about a global village when i was in Mm. j school journalism school and we're seeing this global village and you can also argue, although it sounds negative, I kid and I say that the future is here, the zombies are now. Um, because there's a dumbing down of, of, of society and uh, we're amazing creatures. And, and let's say even like having reversed an autoimmune condition and being told your body's attacking itself 
what a damaging thought that is when 96% of us were run by our subconscious. And so going from, wow, thinking my body's attacking itself to going to, we're amazing and we have not reached our potential. Technology has helped us in a lot of ways, but there's inner technology that we haven't tapped into. Um, Bernard talks about that, who's been a guest on your show. Bernard Gunther, yeah. So looking looking inside and the technology right now and social media is having an impact on society in ways that we're just beginning to see, right? This whole obsession, these selfies, like Kilfies. Have you heard of Kilfies? What the hell's that? So Outside Magazine did a episode of all people who have died during taking selfies because oh, they've gone on no. these treacherous... Or they've gone like climbed mountains and then they end up dying in pursuit of that selfie. Yeah, or videos. Um, there's also ones that go and jump from those really big, um, they're like, you know, 100 stories up. I saw and then one they of jump those. from the ledges. And then some people die doing that yeah. for these videos. Uh, I don't know if it's the same one, but I've seen that video, that one particular video of jumping, like, I don't know, 15 times, thinking like, wow doing like a backflip all different types of stuff i have a i have a question about this um this know thyself in this uh in the process of coming aliveness you you bring it up and it's so important um that when we come through for this adventure as a spiritual being coming into the human body that there is this deep calling for us to understand why we are here and what is our unique gift that we're bringing to the world. How have you yourself figured that out about yourself? And what are some of the core principles that maybe other people can take away? I'd like to say that purpose, having studied blue zones and longevity and why, and those are like, there's five areas in the world where the people live, 80s, 90s, 100, that purpose. This is like Okinawa in Japan. Okinawa, Nicoya in Costa Rica, Seven Adventists in California, Sardinia, Ikaria in Greece and these in reality these places are becoming extinct but the point is that purpose is um, is very important there's a Japanese word that ex- escapes me right now that embodies purpose mm-hmm. um, so I feel blessed that I have a purpose that came along after a literal near-death experience because I see people that are kind of floating aimlessly like a dandelion seed, not knowing what what they're meant to do. So in my case, I think it became clearer after almost dying and and also embracing during my near-death experience the, the philosophy of know thyself, which I stumbled upon when I was in Greece at Delphi, at the Oracle of mm-hmm. Delphi, and saw it in in Greek, know thyself, mm-hmm. um, where the bee goddesses, ironically, yeah. were, and uh, just was a real like kind of a confirmation. And I think yeah. that as we're navigating through this third dimension, that it would be lovely if more people took account- self accountability to be able to, because there's so much projection going on right now, mm. and we are mirrors, and I feel mm-hmm. that different spirits activate each other in different ways like could bring out different aspects because we're like diamonds hopefully Mm -hmm. and multifaceted Mm -hmm. so 
It's really difficult in this matrix to find a purpose when people are forced to take a job or put food on the table. And now more than ever... The pressures of the economic machinery. Yeah. And if now more than ever, you know, I have like a take an informal poll asking people, do you know that Google is is manipulating search results? Do you know that there's like no more organic search results or they're using mind control tactics? And it's interesting because people sometimes consciously, well, don't care because like just the other day I asked someone and he's like, yeah, but they're still the best search engine. Then I had another conversation with someone who consciously said, I choose convenience over privacy because data today is the most precious asset in the world. And we are arguably numbers. Um, So... But it's important to have a passion and to wake up. We're being asked to wake up. This is an opportunity to wake up. Yeah. And there's different levels of waking up, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's almost as though um, the spirit is coming through for the human experience and going through a process of conscious evolution. And there's different stages for every single person that everyone's at right now. Um and the idea of um, becoming an enlightened being to the truth is something that is extremely beautiful and it's extremely important to prioritize and we're not taught that in schools whatsoever to become an enlightened being and to and to go through that process uh, nor by our parents usually um, to know thyself and to find your own unique gifts to bring to the world and to know you're actually interconnected with all other things and not a separate yeah Yeah. i mean in regards to like i had studied um psychic skills at and and they tell you do you really want to be connected with everybody because people are just like oh we're all one but at the same time to hold space especially today like i'm not able to really relate with the matrix necessarily and want to embody myself not in a arrogant or selfish selfish way but also understand that the other person is a reflection of you yeah so if someone's triggering you to take responsibility because nothing happens in a vacuum yeah and so also i think like there's so much emphasis on the brain and not recognizing the resonance of the heart, heart which is stronger than the brain so that is that component is lost when we see social media and we see the vitriol and right now you know i observe a virus of hate that's happening yeah and that yeah. that's one of the reasons personally that i've been a little bit disenchanted with democrats or liberals or whatever mm-hmm. left leaning label you you want yeah. to put because they're espousing lots of hatred as is the far right, both in the U- sure. U.S. And just in general around the world, extremists um, uh, have been for a long time um, doing exactly exactly that. When uh, there is nuance and there's beautiful as- potential ascension that can happen between us by finding the nuance and by uh, uh, falling in love with what is the complexity of these conversations and the non-binary thinking around it. Um, I want... I want to endeavor into this um, with you. You know, you ended up figuring out more about yourself and more about this reality. And then the vanishing of the bees 
happened. And I'm very curious, what was this calling of creation through you that made you want to make this? Well, it was really getting hit by a Ford Explorer and being dragged 50 feet across the cement and being so fortunate. I, I did have to learn how to walk again, but the car didn't roll over my brain. And Jeez, when, what year was this? So this was when I, uh, 2003, I was 29, so it was during my Saturn return. And oh my god! It was like actually later when I had an astrologer do a reading, it was like right on like the money. And I was in front of the Bodhi Tree, which is a now defunct metaphysical bookstore on Melrose Avenue. And ironically, like I had my spiritual awakening when I was 13. And it was in part by reading Out on a Limb, being raised Coptic Christian and going to church and then starting to question things that didn't jive. Um, and reading Out on a Limb where she references the Bodhi tree. And then fast forward all these years, I had actually gone with my boyfriend at the time and my two very close friends to Joshua Tree and we saw a coyote. And for whatever reason, it was a baby coyote. I was kind of mesmerized by this coyote. And I went that day to the Bodhi tree to look up the meaning of coyote, who's the trickster in folklore. Mm. And wrote the meaning down, closed my journal, didn't really take it in, just kind of transcribed it. And then ended up getting hit by this SUV and dragged 50 feet. And that was really kind of an initiation towards... <sighs> where I am today being a functional medicine consultant and I wow it acted as your initiation yeah that you saw immediately um the treasure on the other side of this deeply no, traumatic experience not, see the treasure <laughs> not immediately medicine. but it but it's cute, cool that now you know 16 years geez later yeah. but that seeing it like that this yeah. is this is a big um hopefully theme. yeah it's a huge theme on the show it happens all the time it's so hard to see it initially as a treasure yeah but that it is a treasure that even on a planetary scale that we've went through such hell in so many ways yeah because we're gonna really learn love yeah. that way and i hope so yeah and so I, you learn functional medicine from well i learned so crazy. many things because i had to heal myself and i quickly learned oh western medicine i mean i from canada had been here in america i think at that time less than four years or so and then quickly had to kind of take health into my own hands because they didn't even give me physiotherapy because i didn't have insurance and in fact imagine getting hit by a car at 30 miles an hour opening your eyes and the, the someone comes uh. to your aid and the first thing that i said was i don't have insurance to think that way to be like, oh shit, I'm not covered, and what has exactly happened? I'm laying down on the, on the cement, um, and I say to people, it's not what happens to you, but what you do with what happens to you. And it certainly was not fun, and I was not a pleasant person because I was living in chronic pain, and then my body kind of exploded. It was only, it was not only the leg; it was like an ovarian cyst, it was strep throat, it was PTSD. And then that led me like on in a very, you know, now gluten-free is common, but in, was it common in 2005? No. Uh, so just completely, and also my, my super 
my superpowers were heightened. Like、mm. I woke up with super nasal powers, and、mm. uh, lights would go off. Sometimes still do the whole my whole kind of frequency changed my field. Something happened because during a near death experience, I was nowhere and everywhere at the same、mm. time. Hmm.、Um, That feeling right there. Wow. Nowhere and everywhere at the same time. Yeah. Yeah,、wow. knowing that there's something beyond, but just kind of becoming part of everything, but you're nothing, in that、mm. in between states.、Mm. And then it it was a long, a long trek、um, to have a mission. And then you know I decided up until then I was a freelance journalist. I worked for MSNBC, and I quit that. Um, and then I was pitching and writing for the Hollywood Reporter, for Penthouse, for Detour, and then decided I didn't. I had this kind of fascination with the seedy side of Los Angeles as a voyeur, of as someone who was raised pretty in a conservative, not Muslim but Christian household, Egyptian.、Um, And so I was kind of fascinated. I minored in psychology, and so I would look at these stories, and kind of inject myself, kind of Hunter S. Thompson style. And then I wanted to、mm-hmm. do something that was greater than me, something that I could be in service. And so one of the first projects I worked with the Sierra Club and Robert Greenwald, and helped produce a piece on the Exxon Valdez oil spill. And、um, another one on the asbestos, the injuries at 9/11, and、mm. then George Langworthy, who's the co-director of Vanishing of the Bees, and I decided to collaborate. And someone told him, his friend told him, you know, the bees are disappearing all over the world, and he's into mysteries.、Mm-hmm. And I took an afternoon doing research and found out that it's a sacred society, and the bees. Are all about the greater good and are ancient messengers, and then I started having literal bee visitations. What the bees are part of a one more time and I started having literal bee visitations. Bee visitations, and they're part one more time. The bees are、um, of an ancient. Be- bees are are ancient messengers. Ancient messengers. I mean, they're they're ancient. They've been symbolically. They're known as as messengers. They teach us collaboration. They teach us community. They teach us selflessness. They feed us. They feed. You know, they give us one in every three bites of the food. So other pollinators are disappearing, but I guess they're the most valuable to us. And the European honeybee is not even. It's it's not native to America. I mean, so there's other native bees that are dying, but because they're the more most profitable. Um, they're environmental indicators.、Yeah. Just you talking about、um, bees um, and the vanishing of the bees m- makes me、um, feel more、uh, interconnected with everything that exists here. That is that 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 we that they play such a vital role in everything that we experience and the food that we eat and the way that we can study them and their behaviors and the way that we ourselves can potentially behave more interconnectedly as well、um, can be very helpful to like, building the new world. Let's say like you're passing by a rose rosemary bush or、um, a patch of flowers and you don't see the bees at first,、yeah. and then if you kind of like I've done this so many times. 
just kind of zone in and then all of a sudden you see there's like 10 bees yeah and they're doing their business and nobody is really paying attention so you kind of have to slow down into that frequency yeah to see them and this is happening in the insect world all around and we have lost that respect or that reverence even between each other um in the way we communicate meaning also like to be able to have a conversation with someone that's not necessarily in agreement with you yeah. we we're not supposed to be clones of one another but this is how we learn and the system now is about divide and conquer is about dumbing people down not inspiring critical thinking or metacognition which is thinking of thinking mm -hmm. and that's why i like long-form podcasts or yeah. watch them um, or listen to someone like Jordan Peterson who really knows how to parse out something and take it in different directions and explore it from mm. a psychological point mm -hmm. of view and exchange ideas. That's how we learn. Mm -hmm. and, and also making mistakes and reminding ourselves that we're human. Like, where is the sense of forgiveness? Where is the sense of, like, instead you're just banning Roseanne Barr, you're banning Alex Jones, and these are serving as poster children mm -hmm. in what was coming which is techno-fascism mm -hmm. well I, I really enjoy um how we kind of wandered into um into back into it because um to me it's so deeply interconnected the way that um we see uh, what you did with bees and trying to bring that forth into our world so that people can slow down and that they can look at for longer times at maybe patches of flower or tree and just look deeper and they can see after a little bit of time that when you go to like a rose garden you go to a bunch of different flowers eventually you do end up looking going in and you see a bees already in there kind of going yeah. deep into the pollen and it's beautiful to see that and then you also see that again kind of with um uh, the way that the, they're communicating and their interconnectedness and this greater goal of, of, of the beehive and the honey and, and how we ourselves um, have so much interconnectedness with them that we need to respect and how that leads to us and our interconnectedness and how when you have a um, platforms that have been made by thank you um, internet and and technology that has helped catalyze these mm -hmm. these platforms that in order for us to maximize our efficiency with being able to consciously evolve together that we um, need to figure out what is most optimal this is not banning someone that is murdering someone else on these platforms this is banning people for literally the things that they're saying um, and this is not, this is so important to figure out um, what is most optimal to do here. Um, and how do you, yeah, and how, how do you find the nuance with it too? Like these companies have a struggle with making sure that someone that's actually killing someone or raping someone or committing an act of violence does not get the opportunity to have the platform to do so. But are they platforms or are they publishers? They need to make their minds and they can't decide midway or now we're publishers if you don't like something turn off turn the fucking channel you have the mm -hmm. choice mm -hmm. and this is about taking away our sovereignty and so it's the most important thing to me i believe in freedom of speech mm -hmm. and to be taken away or then it's like a slippery slope where i notice let's say on our on honey colony 
I was trying, I was pitching a story to Marie Claire magazine about CBD, which that's when I first noticed technofascism in 2016. Um, and pitching, pitching the editor and then having the main, and wanting to penetrate the mainstream again, because kind of hard now to penetrate or can't relate to it. So I was very keen on having this story published and having the editor call me at home and ask me in my office, what are your personal views on vaccines? That has never happened in 25 years of being a journalist where someone is asking me about a completely different topic and such a polarized, polarizing topic. In any case, I didn't get the story published. Um, maybe I answered wrong, but I brought it up because we had a couple of stories on vaccines on our site, very well written, very well sourced. And I found myself asking my marketer if we can draft the story before I was turned down. So engaged in an act of self-censorship mm. and even told my marketer, I can't believe that I'm doing this. And I think that is a slippery slope when you start, you know, just being policing yourself. And when I was writing about techno-fascism, I got an intuitive hit to read 1984 mm -hmm. and pulled a lot of quotes. And it was, it really made, it was chilling because there were vaporizing words, we're rewriting history, Google is burying information. And I saw things in real time disappearing from the internet. And as a researcher journalist, the experience is not the same. So now I use a lot of different uh, search engines and do a comparison of what comes up. And a lot of the information is, is buried. A lot of the information has been rewritten. Wikipedia is like, you know, Google's sidekick. And um, it's, it's gone to, to, to new levels. You could argue that censorship, old, that fake news is old news. We used to have yellow journalism. But the difference is like, Mike Cernovich, who is an independent journalist and author, filmmaker, says that, like what I said earlier, that it's really social media that shows us the disparity of what's being covered and what's really happening. And mm. now we have these, like, multiple narratives happening at the same time that are completely different, specifically to confuse people that they don't know what the hell is truth. Truth, yeah. Um. I want to ask you about that. Actually, um, there's so many other things that you listed that I want to talk about, but let's let's unpack where we just were. Why the confusion? What is behind the confusion? Why is it not so clear that we want more content around our deep interconnectedness and our coming aliveness and our unique gifts to bring to the world abundance, love? Why is that buried compared to? fear what who's yeah. what's propagating scarcity and trauma and fear well that's a really good question that i don't necessarily have all the answers to believing in the elite or with the illuminati or the cabal or whatever you want to put a name to it the families that run things that that there's overpopulation and having studied the food supply and food politics and nutrition and chronic disease where one in every two people today is chronically ill that there's arguably a depopulation agenda 
there's definitely control and this divide and conquer strategy is working and that's part of the strategy when you start to unpack things and you realize like who really created the united nations and what is the purpose and it's just like bayer crop science which is mentioned in my film that's responsible for systemic pesticides they have a bee wing monsatan monsanto had a bee wing so on one hand doing good or but in reality and then there's a lot of good people part of an organization that don't really realize the bigger machinations or the bigger picture right so i use the analogy of let's say you're an actor and you get cast in a commercial you just want to do the best job you're just happy that you landed the gig and you want to know your lines but you're not really necessarily acknowledging or aware that you're you're peddling drugs or you're part of a bigger machine um, just even being a PA on a commercial and seeing the shitloads of money that they waste for you know a stupid inane commercial so this is, has been this is history in the making where we've lost touch with our sacredness yes yeah that's the big thing is losing touch with our sacredness i love the way you put that um as though the spiritual world and the physical world have yet to have a really deep um loving marriage happen um uh, and that it's uh it's up to us to to help catalyze um that marriage uh that union to happen even more um uh the way that it's sacredly meant to, to happen. This is the exact process that we're supposed to be going through of awakening and conscious evolution. And you gave these examples actually throughout. I wanna I wanna list them. You gave this example of like when you have something that has twenty years of incumbency power of uh, of organizing the world's knowledge. Google in this case. And then, yeah, and then you have these different experiments where you have China and China's relationship with Baidu, their government and their relationship with their people and, and, um, and private companies. And the way they control their people and surveil, surveil them. And what, and what is, you know, that's their own experiment. And there's its own experiment happening in the USA and there's different experiments happening in different countries with governments, technologies, censorships, it's a free speeches, etc. Yeah. And so when you do something like try and organize society's knowledge and then have people query it to understand the world that they're in if you're swaying people in a very specific direction when they're doing that this is already a tremendous um thing that needs to be studied and de more deeply understood because we're querying the world's knowledge yeah i think we also oh, i'll speak for myself took it for granted that the internet like i've been part of the internet as a journalist from from the get-go and feel very fortunate like at msnbc in the late 90s producing the news for the internet when they just introduced the website you know mm -hmm. so so thinking that this is a benevolent a benevolent um space cyberspace and then techno-fascism is this over-reliance on computer-mediated information. So we've taken it for granted. Before we know it, Google is the biggest search engine on the planet. Before we know it, Google's also a drug company. Before we knew it, they're literally using mind-control tactics. 
And to try to say that that's a conspiracy when you have someone like Zach dump 950 pages and confirm a lot of the things that we've been experiencing in the health world. I'm specifically, I mean, it's all areas, but I'm specifically focusing on health freedom and where the, what are we without our health? Someone who's almost died, who's had a chronic, also reverse lupus and fibromyalgia, very familiar with chronic illness, like you, you can't, it becomes a full-time job and it's the most important thing. And the fact that they're burying information to empower you and then they're, they're propagating, let's say the natural fallacy which is like, not everything in nature is safe for you. Uh, sure, it's a dog-eat-dog -dog world if you look at, at, if you look at nature. Um, just if you look at the bees. I mean, at the end of the summer, they kick the, the worker bees. It's 90% female. They kick the drones out if they haven't mated with the queen. And if they have mated with the queen, then their phallus pops off and they tumble to their death. So I'm not saying that as a dig towards men at, at all. Uh, but I'm just saying, if you look at nature, it's it's not kind necessarily. Um, survival of the fittest. But the point is here is that these big tech companies, and you know, I've been focusing on Google because I've personally 76% of my traffic has plummeted because of their medic update and their unfair algorithmic changes but i certainly can speak about a lot of big tech companies whether it's facebook or um before you know it like you said there's deeper amount of ownership of the substrate this is something we've talked about on the uh, show a lot is that before you know it it's not just the search engine that you go and query but it's literally the the, the ownership of the virtual worlds that you go and immerse yourself sure. into and all these other things like you listed the involvement in healthcare and um, and also like you, you know this um, this importance of well maybe I want to have a deeper relationship with my farmer and a deeper relationship with the food that um, I go and get and I don't just want it randomly um, delivered to me uh, by a drone or maybe that is the convenience that somebody yes, wants but many how do. can but how can that literally that is a one button click delivery also be something that's completely trusted that hasn't been completely yeah. uh, manipulated but that is a, a beautiful product of the earth and not but that yeah. also that goes back to accountability to having a sense of spirit to not be led by greed to be human and this sense of control is certainly nothing new i mean they burned down the library of alexandria this is a different iteration where it's happening online but again now we see the disparity so as a journalist seeing you know Oh, you compare this to the burning of the Library of Alexandria. That's interesting. Techno-fascism is like who owns um, what gets placed in the library and where it gets well, placed. Well, there's purging of information. Yeah. In, let's say a lot of health sites now, if you're using Google, if you don't put Mercola.com, selfhack.com, greenmedinfo.com, honeycolony.com, like... Maybe you would know a Mercola, but there's a lot of people that don't even know about Mercola, and he's a reputable actual physician that predates Google. So if you don't know about the site, the information's not going to come up. So it's being buried, and other information, you know, there's a movement called bit burning. So instead of book burning, oh, it's, it's burning. Oh, it's bit burning, yeah, yeah. 
that that, that way of explaining it is a good way, a bit burning. Yeah. So it's not new. This control is not new. It's that it has to be suppressed more than ever today because the truth has come out and people have are starting to connect the dots. So it's not only conservatives that are getting banned. Like why would someone like a do-gooder, an activist, be banned for life from PayPal or be scrubbed off of GoFundMe? Mm. So I had been scrubbed off of GoFundMe and just learned that Axel Partners invested $600 million in acquiring them and that they have um, investments in pharmaceuticals. They also have investments in Spotify, in Slack, in DocuSign, in all these uh, different tech companies in Facebook. And these are all different tech companies where exchange of consumerism, money, or uh, data like DocuSign, like if you have dibs on all these things and then, you know, MailChimp, many people who had MailChimp, imagine waking up and your list that you've been cultivating, your email list is deleted and gone because you're trying to share information about vaccine safety, mm -hmm. not to call them anti-vaxxers. These, most of these people have children who have endured injuries why is there $4 billion that has been given to vaccine-injured kids because these pharmaceuticals have impunity, immunity and you can't go after them? They can't be held accountable. So This seems very reasonable for me to um, have a, something like a, like a vaccine safety or like a, just a food safety or whatever, or an internet critical thinking safety. You don't want to be manipulated. And so what you do is you, you just make sure like, hey, like ask about what you're eating or what you're, you know, popping into your children's bodies um, and just be very vigilant about it. But be now they're taking those rights away. If you look at California, then they took out religious or personal beliefs then they removed <clears throat> medical exemptions now they're going after the doctors to penalize the doctors that they can't give more than i don't know five or they'll threaten their license and then during the research of techno-fascism because i was experiencing all these things specifically at first with cbd and then with google and our traffic and then realizing others like Dr. Mercola, and then took a deep dive and learned that Google has invested in a company called Vaxitech, which is out of Oxford, which is developing a one-size-fits-all flu vaccine that they're dubbing the holy grail, but that others think is a nightmare because it doesn't acknowledge biodiversity. You know, you have a different constitution than I do, and then you realize, that's when it hit me, I'm like, Oh, that's why it's become so polarized today to talk about vaccines. It's because one, it's the decade of vaccines. I didn't know that. Two, there's all these vaccines in the pipeline. The schedule today is vastly greater than when I was growing up in the late mm. 70s. And then... Are indigenous people vaccinating their children? You know what I mean? Like, there's always that, these types of... Uh like, what did we do prior to that? And, yeah, uh, we had chickenpox parties. We, we had something called our immune system. And then you learn that the shit that they put in the vaccines 
What's, whether it's Nagalese or the fact that you need a substrate to grow the viruses and so they use fetal tissue. So they're injecting fetal tissue into the body. This is like sci-fi crazy sounding. And then they put formaldehyde. And so then you, having studied again the food supply, water, I've interviewed Aaron Brockovich, uh, looking at the quality of the soil, how can you not conclude that we are the bees that are slowly being poisoned by sublethal doses, slowly, slowly. So you can't point the finger and say, that's what, that's what killed you or that's what got you sick. Mm. And then not, not mm. realizing that the different chemicals synergize. It's a combination of that and then the, f the trauma that's happening from the food system and the trauma from the media system and all yeah. of these other poisons that you're consuming can be in the form of misinformation, disinformation, fake news, just to... So as a journalist also seeing and was part of it in a way of like this angst towards this one man Trump, right? And not to question like, yeah, he's a narcissist, he doesn't have the best vocabulary, he's not necessarily dignified, uh, but to have all this hatred toward him when you realize like this is supposed to be democracy you lost the election so wait it out and be good sports but instead whether it's cnn or google mayhem occurred in 2016 and then before you know it you're controlling people's minds under the guise of safety under the guise of we don't want the elections to be rigged which is bullshit um let the people decide so you know, Google having its low, it's, it's. And just to say, yeah. there's new, there's nuance around this point that's super. So many nuances. There's, that's so important to, to make clear, like, that if you, if you just look at where we come from and our evolutionary trajectory to get here, who were we when we were first um, discovering this like immediate return hunter-gatherer civilization when we were first moving up into from tribal into um, the agrarian days and what 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 shifts happened at that time what shifts with our health happened and at our time industrial revolution the industrial revolution what shift happened at the industrial revolution what shifts happening right now with the exponential technology age these are all very important time periods to look at what changes were happening in my health, what changes are happening in misinformation, what changes are happening in um, the food system, right? These big, big areas that we live our lives so dearly in, like, if I believe that you are here as an inclusive stakeholder in my life, that you care about what food I eat, what health I have, and um, my unique gifts bringing those into the world, then there's not a chance that you're going to self-deal. You're not going to tell me a lie so that you can go up and I, and I, and I die. Um, but so this is a, it's a really deep first principled understanding of what we had in our tribal days was a deeper inclusive stakeholding system for inclusive fitness. And now it seems like we have top-down forces of potential misinformation of over over pharmaceuticalized over um um fed with foods that are just causing people to feel sick less sleep all these things less family uh, more just work disconnected with nature yeah just my conclusion or my downloads is like we've become disconnected with nature and you can trace back like 
in my piece, I talk about the Flexner Report, which started in 1910, basically when um, J.P. Morgan and Carnegie and the Rockefellers changed with the help of Abraham Flexner, changed the way in which we deal with medicine to focus on patents and what I call this faux faith of science, where the science is maligned, the science is myopic, um, let's say the EPA doesn't do any, the Environmental Protection Agency doesn't do any of its own independent studies. It's looking to bear to tell you whether this systemic pesticide is safe. Like, what the fuck? That doesn't, it's like the fox guarding the hen house, right? So there was this extra, at the end of the war, there was these extra chemicals, these petrochemicals, and these have made their way into the food supply and into the pharmaceuticals. When you find out all these shitty ingredients that they sneak into the food supply, and someone will be like... That you can't pronounce. That you can't pronounce, so you can't digest. That's what mm-hmm. I tell people. Mm-hmm. And that people are not really um, looking at the, at the ingredients. I was having a conversation with someone who's like, yeah, I eat cereal in the morning, but there's all these these vitamins in it i'm like dude those are all synthetic vitamins they're not real and like let's say fake folic acid can wreak havoc on your methylation can wreak havoc on your b levels and then you realize that let's say let's define functional medicine for a Mm -hmm. moment that's looking at you as an individual so if you were my client looking at all these nuances of like even what was happening before you were born yeah were you were you vaginally born were, were you yeah. did you grow up on antibiotics I really what taking, were the stress levels of your parents yeah, and what exactly. did they do yeah. taking a whole timeline to get to the root as opposed to managing symptoms in what is called sick care and not to throw out the baby with the bathwater. that i'm very fortunate that i had my accident near cedar cyanide that they were able to save my leg um, that they're in emergency situations, but now they're trying to convince you that just because a doctor, just because it has MD, a guy has MD, in four years they have less than 25 hours of nutritional education. Mm-hmm. And, and this is all because of the Flexner Report where they closed down a lot of the, the um, universities that weren't abiding by their kind of rules uh, a lot of the medical schools and then you had this emphasis on giving drugs i want to know um does it seem like there's a bigger um agenda behind the pushing of these disinformation these different tactics and in in health and food that seem to be moving people away from our interconnectedness with nature and each other um and more towards in a sense just shut up and be a part of the economic machinery and what is behind that what is behind that it seems like as i go down that rabbit hole um that there seems to be dare I say it, like satanic forces. Um, Maybe, Mm. yeah, that that's even hard to say. Uh, But I would would often say, do these people bleed red? Like, are these people, like, are Mm. people human? How can they, I mean, we have an epidemic of, let's say, narcissism now. And of course, there's a spectrum, but there's a lot of malign narcissists. Um, 
there's just a complete disconnect and maybe that's something that wants to be cultivated a disconnect to the spirit to the heart um i couldn't help but just um think about like yeah. people showing that they bleed red by yeah. <laughs> show just, me uh, show me Is do a blue? little do a little cut on your hand to show that yeah i'm, I'm real <laughs> versus the robotic future of yeah yeah, yeah i'm in critical that. thinking i think is at an all-time low and just you know i encourage people to ask like so why is it that i do the things that i do whatever it is yeah. like why am i dressed like this or why is it do i eat this yes. way um to, to just really question and go inside into the inner technology uh, yes. while the outer technology has helped and it's like you know i joke like if i could put a chip in my brain to like increase my brain cognitive skills as an intellectual you know i would consider that but doesn't mean i have mm -hmm. to lose my 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 spirituality mm. so we see a lot of kind of automatic behaviors that that people don't even realize that they're there's so there's so much more that they can be what would you what would you say um for this uh coming aliveness of each of us to uh, ask that question why am i doing this why am i doing that so is it to get us more critical thinking we need to be more reflective about every single one of our like micro behaviors that we do and just question those and like wh who's telling me that you know as if it's your mom you know you're most likely being loved unconditionally Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. But if it's a corporation, the likelihood that you're being loved unconditionally... No, they don't give a shit, so necessarily. Is that the critical thinking? Is this mom or is this a corporation that's trying to self-deal for me to just shut up and be a part of the machinery and not teach me what is really important? Well, I don't know. What comes to mind is like ignorance is bliss. And it seems like when you're part of the matrix, like life is maybe easier or looks easier because people are kind of bumbling along you know i i don't know where i was at the grocery store and just people were ha casually having conversation mm. i was kind of envious of the simplicity of the simplicity meanwhile go back home and like you know, what is the nature of this reality <laughs> trying to take on big pharma yeah and like get the truth out and being shadow banned and like so I say, like, some of us are blowing the whistle, but it's become a silent one. I'm putting mm. the info out mm. there, but but Twitter's not allowing others to see it. So to go back to you your... You gave MailChimp as an example, too. You gave Patreon's been an example. Facebook's PayPal, an example. Instagram Facebook, is an yeah. example. All, all of these big tech companies, I've certainly felt the wrath, like, waking up and, like, oh, four years of our ads or campaigns facebook just took it away just deleted it um and then have to bust out my press card have all these merchant processors shut us down shut us down shut us down but i want to go back to the yeah. to to what you asked is it you said is it it's mindfulness it's practicing mindfulness it's it's a muscle mm. you know like I, what does I'm, that look like yeah well, I'm a big fan like? of Course in Miracles. It's self-awareness. It's meditating, then catching yourself. It's, it's, it's being able to step away and look at yourself and 
look at your behaviors and it's not easy to break behaviors and that's why there's health coaches if you're talking about health mm -hmm. or friends um but wanting to reach your potential and not be controlled by other external sources okay so we find ourselves going on a trajectory of we're born into the world i'm figuring out who i am i'm figuring out what my uh, unique gifts are that i want to bring to the world and then there's all these forces that come in uh, media government you know parental forces all different economic machinery forces that are happening and that then i'm discerning um vigilantly through my habits, through how, wh why are my behaviors this well, way or that way? we're programmed, right? And so, yes, yes. So then, so then the idea is, can you look at the programming that's happening? Can you see your own behaviors? Can you ask your your closest friends and your family and other people and just ask them, coaches? Can you ask them, hey, you know, I'm doing this. This, uh, the, give me, give me, give me some information because you care about my inclusive fitness. So give me the truth. Tell me what I should know that I may be missing that's causing me to be less on my path to this ultimate um, gift that I can bring to the world. Am I just like you said, kind of like it's kind of like just a robot walking through? Well, I think. For me, my personal spiritual path is a lot about deleting limiting beliefs mm. through different modalities, different readings, different... But let's say I look at, not to diss my sister, but if I look at my sister and I, we're from the same parents, but we're completely different. In fact, part of a lot of my family has worked in the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, I don't see that my sister's on a spiritual journey asking why or being able to say i'm sorry i fucked up mm. i wish more people could just say that yeah take some responsibility and accountability ownership ownership mm. and realize maybe i projected maybe i was like you know i lost my shit and to be able to say i'm sorry that's called adulting hello yeah that's all <laughs> <laughs> hello <laughs> Is there, is there anyone in there that knows how to say I'm sorry? Yeah, well, it's true that mo most of... If, and also forgiveness. Yeah. To just, like, vote someone off the island today. Now we're shadow banning. We're yeah. Anyone that's not peddling the status quo, anyone who's questioning, like, let's say, Jordan Peterson, how maligned he's been. Uh, I, I pitched a story. I wrote a story on, from a functional medicine point of view, why carnivory worked for him and why it's not for everyone and it was a very sound yeah. well-researched article and i had mainstream editors one tell me we're not going to publish this because we're scared of twitter this is a journalist um or had another editor a female say he's a white supremacist and a misogynist to which i answered um i'm a brown woman have you read his book? No. Have you seen his videos? No. But you're a reporter that's repeating. You're just repeating. You're, you're not really a reporter. You're not digging in. And now there's so much minutiae. You can keep you know, the layers of how deep can you go to really be accurate. And I know that when I edit and I have my team, editorial team, it's like they know that it's going to go through lots of edits because I'm a stickler and I want to really source the facts which is interesting because we were led to believe that there was a medic update there was several 
that Google rolled out and that in order to regain the rankings, because in our case, we had 500,000 unique visitors a month. That's not a little. That's a lot of fucking hard work. Yeah. And those are well-researched SEO rich articles because you learn that as a journalist writing for print is different than writing for online and then we learned that we were hit by the medic update which is your sites that fall under your money your life and our seo editor was like you just need to follow well the acronym is eat Mm -hmm. which is expertise authoritativeness and trustworthiness but a lot of the sites like i don't know if you're familiar with self-hacked Joe Cohen. That's mm-hmm. an amazing site. If you're a biohacker, mm-hmm. which I consider myself a biohacker, that the minutiae, the details, uh, whether you want to learn about combo or NAC. Um, and then f- basically he was saying, I am following that acronym. I am showing expertise, expertise, authoritativeness and trustworthiness. So here is Google saying, well, yeah, you just need to follow this and you'll regain in your ranks. And then speaking to someone like Zach, who's confirming and going, no, they have blacklists. They're pushing information down. What fucking chance do you, what, unless we truth seekers now unite. And so I've told this to Zach that I think having gone through this techno-fascism in regards to CBD, that I've kind of been jaded because I was feeling like I was putting on armor every day, having to, to battle uh, pro- finding a processor or getting robbed or, or now losing all the traffic. And now I feel like there's a movement that's creating, that, that's forming where we're standing to, for freedom of speech and, and, um, and health freedom and sovereignty. Sovereignty, hello. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that this, um, this process of me figuring out what is most optimal for me to bring my gifts into the world requires me to have a, an amount of free will, an amount of trusted sources that can help me um, reflect on who I am and what my purpose is and how I can eat well and get good, um, have good health and have good sources of information for me to figure out how to bring my gift to the world. And if any of that gets distorted along the way, mm-hmm. which it seems like it has since the tribal days up until now, sure been distorted towards self-dealing away from inclusive stakeholding then now it makes it so that people fall into the economic machinery they fall into less sovereignty they fall into more manipulations of their free will and what is the hidden agenda behind this what does what do people want to get out of misinformation control control well what do you think alan i mean it's it's very like again bernard says to not focus on the shadows on the wall yeah, exactly. Go to the roots, yeah. not the symptoms. And now we're we're specifically it's very confusing. Like even even let's I give an example. I had read a story about systemic pesticides that was very well written that I questioned ten years of my own research. And then I was like, Who is this guy John Enteen? And then realized that he's a big ag apologist, that he's hired by Monsanto with a scientific mind to spread this disinformation. So now the disinformation, there's no shortage of it, and people are confused. And again, the zombies are here. The future is now. I think I can give people an also a relatable example of this. Um, yeah, so this is like um, whoever has the deepest 
pockets in whatever um, thing that they're bringing to the world, whatever product or service they're bringing to the world, um, they have incentive to spread misinformation about all of the other up and coming uh, potentials that are better than they are because then they themselves can can fund their own pockets. It's the monopoly mentality of that. I want to propagate my own um, outcome. I want to be an organism that can do something that prevents the other organisms from trying to get the resources that I'm getting. And so versus you know, ideally, in a in a, I can envision a future where instead it's something along the lines of, I see myself or this organization as its own creative uh, permutation, and all these other other creative permutations are happening. How can we do things like be able to share best best practices across these organizations and help actually do our goal, which is to provide more truth and to provide more health and to provide more food and more uh, people bringing their gifts fully into the world. There's a new economy. There's a, a new, new world, a new paradigm that's moving forward. And being a part of that is is uh, is it's without question this most important thing is being designers of the architecture of the new world. One is based on scarcity. One is based on abundance. But I guess let's say I brought up my sister and I don't know if you have siblings, but it's like, how do you teach someone to be a truth seeker? What is it yeah. like from a very young age that I've been like maybe a journalist by design of asking questions of wanting to reach, you know, even like as a kid picking up rocks and wanting to look at the ants underneath and the hidden world, the invisible world. We don't give credence to the invisible world. I mean, I'm, I've been dealing with mold toxicity and healing from that. That's invisible. And no case, no judges or attorneys want to take it on because of this arrogance of like, you need to, needs to be so visual. And so the, the invisible world is also, let's say, the resonance of the heart that you can't, is there. You can measure it, but it's not uh, tangible. So I don't know how you teach someone spirituality or that there's something greater that magic exists i i don't i don't know you have to feelings of non-separation can help people feelings of interconnectedness which is why community? meditation and psychedelics yeah community is huge sure, psychedelics for sure but from medicine. a child from a child's um, perspective into the world is for them to actually be rooted in that interconnectedness and not in rooted in separation I was, yeah and i would also add not having a victim victim mentality because today it seems like we're awarding um victimness victimhood mm -hmm. and it's like if i shared like if i'm sharing that i've been victimized by the system which i have doesn't mean that i am a victim just because i'm sharing it because i'm not rolling over and saying woe is me i'm saying okay let, how can we solve this What's the solution? How can we hack this? Yes. How can we think outside of the box and not give up? Because a lot of people said, well, why are you still selling CBD? Because I'm helping people. Because CBD is amazing. Mm -hmm. Because I'm doing it properly. Uh, because it's legal. I'm not doing anything wrong. Why am I not able to be abundant and help yeah. people at the same time? Uh, so this, this suppression right now, I mean, again, to reference Bernard, that if... 
we're looking at like cattle and how we manipulate cattle. Like to think that maybe the elite are manipulating us and seeing, you know, let's get them sick along the way and make money off of them. There's too many of them. Um, and that it, these, these elites, that, that's what, you know, very small portion of people are controlling most of the resources. This is fact. Yeah, 50% of all new wealth generated goes to the 1%. And also to think that uh, if someone is fucking thinking about me and other divine beings as fucking cattle, it's time to fucking find them. And We are finding them. Yeah, I yeah, think exactly. Truth. It's coming. It's becoming more and more transparent. You can't, yes. you can't hide yeah. if you're spiritually awakened or not. Yeah. It's, you can't hide it anymore. People are finding it, sniffing I, it. I think it's, it's like... The, gig, the, the jig's up, dude. You're naked, Emperor. We can see you. Yeah. How are we still continuing this farce? Yeah. And so they're kind of grasping for straws, trying to control us. And also Big Pharma realizes how many billions of dollars that people are moving away from conventional ways of healing. Yep. And that we have the resources to heal. But you have to have yep. that belief first um, and not just think just because you're wearing a lab coat that you have the answers. Yeah. Or the idea that like how arrogant, I'm not a doctor, but I sure know more than lots of doctors um, because I believe in nutrition. And if I've been, I, I, I'm here to say I'm walking my talk. This is what I'm striving yeah. for. I've been. How many doctors say let food be thy medicine? Yeah. No. I don't think I've, I don't think I really rarely rarely ever hear a doctor say something no. like that. Yeah, and that's some of the oldest. Um, yes, Hippocrates. Yeah. and I yeah. say food is thy medicine or food is thy foe today. And how about do no harm? Do no harm. Yeah. There's been hella harm yeah. in in uh, Western medicine, and that goes. You know, there's great investigative reporters. I've certainly covered this. Are topic. you being a pawn? That's another way to put it. Yeah. Am I, am, I, am I a pawn in someone else's chess game? That's a great way. And a lot of us are being used as pawns. And if you see yourself engaging in vitriol and wasting your energy on, yep. on social media to yep. get a dopamine yep. hit, yep. it's yep. like this is like a waste of energy. This is distraction, distraction, distraction. Yeah. What really matters? Um, and that goes back to having a purpose and wanting it's like per personally i i rather just download information all, all day long and like just connect the dots and see the patterns rather than engage in like bs or go drink booze which i don't of course drink i have um a couple questions to ask on the way out um um what do you think about this statement okay humanity is a biological bootloader for digital super intelligence humanity say it one more time humanity is a biological bootloader for digital super intelligence does that mean that we are here to propagate um and focus on technology that we're heading towards a virtual world that we're heading towards a simulation or we are in a simulation how are you defining that yes yes stuff like that for sure stuff like that <laughs> well i've i've it's 
I found myself feeling like I'm already caught in a simulation that I see sometimes little moments of glitches mm -hmm. or like within again the realm of CBD like I call 2017 the year of playing whack-a-mole it's like mm. wake, waking mm. up oh $13,000 is gone oh I'm banned for life off PayPal oh like the latest one was I was working with a company called Behalf, which is out of, it's a factoring company. It's out of Israel. And waking up, they had just increased my, our credit line from 8,000 to 10,000. We always paid on time. We had done it many times over. And then wake up, you're, gone, you're banned, you're, you're suspended. And then looking in and going, oh, Sequoia Capital has invested in them. Sequoia has, so anyone who has dealings it's just very insidious and you have to do deep digging, but it's, it's permeating way beyond Google. I mean, Google is mm -hmm. just like the fact that you can say Google is a drug company now. Anyway, the, my point was of seeing glitches in, mm -hmm. the, in the simulation and having had, let's say, a DMT trip where I, I woke up and it was kind of like, in the matrix, feeling like I'm in mm -hmm. a cubicle. Mm -hmm. I was actually with Bernard mm -hmm. and, um, there was a woman at the edge of the of the cot, I guess, and and she kind of like gave me a look like, ah, oh, we have one that's woken up. Mm. And I remember like looking around the corner, kind of like Blade Runner, trying to see where I am, mm -hmm. but still had one foot in in the third plane because mm. it's very short. The mm -hmm. and then there was a track, and at that moment, um, it's a it's a well known track. I just heard, wake up, wake up. It was very symbolic, and then I came back. Um, but then in that experience, realizing there's so much more, and of course, if you engage yeah. in plant medicine, you, you realize... Yeah, there's so much more. Yeah. This physical world is, is beautiful, um, but the um, limitations of, of uh, not being able to... Uh, like see animism or see um or you know you can tap into the feelings of these interconnected states and that's uh that's not tangible like you know yeah. that cup is like and you can make magic yeah. magic exists i see yeah. magic all the time i i you know and i think on the in the other way there's also evil spells that are being cast Potentially the ones that you were talking about, techno-fascism, etc. Yes. on the show. Have you seen the movie Midnight Express? Mainland Express. No, Midnight Express. Oh, Midnight Express. It's, it's, it's about a um, um, gentleman. It's a real story who, who tries to smuggle hashish from Turkey um, back into the country and then gets 30 years. But I reference that because oh there's a... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's not, it was not a fun scene. But there's a scene where they're going around the wheel... They're Muslim. And one of the guy goes, join us, brother. And he's going the opposite way. And then he says to him, oh, you don't realize that you're, you're a bad machine and that you've been put here. So it, the, the idea is like, just the analogy I'm using is that he, he says, I'm the machine maker. And he ends up escaping. But realizing that he doesn't want to be just part of a machine, part of a cog in a wheel, want to be sovereign and awake and there's so much more and there is magic out there yeah if you decide you want to explore that yes yes it's 
and for every child to have the opportunity to explore that magic, that spirit, that interconnectedness, that belonging, and not just the forces of the economic machinery pressing against yeah, them. Yeah, and the bees have paramount. brought me a lot of magic. They they've reminded. I've had so many yeah. magical experiences with honeybees. Even how we found Ellen Page was was magical. And being in nature reminds you of magic. Yeah, yeah, it does. It reminds you of interconnectedness. Um, last question that uh, we like asking our guests. Uh, what do you think is the most beautiful thing in creation? The most beautiful thing in creation? Mm. Give me a moment because there's a lot of beautiful things. Of course. Do you mean like in nature? What is I mean, the most would... beautiful thing in creation? Well, to me, it's just nature. Being mm. in nature. Mm. Just um, a sense of other creatures and, and like the jungle. I don't know. Because mm. the jungle can spit you out having lived in Costa Rica and just having so much reverence. I just say thank you, Mother Nature, for not spitting me out of the jungle because it's not easy being there. Mm -hmm. And then you really realize like the, the life and death and how interconnected it is. Um, yeah, so nature in the sense of like when you're in Costa Rica, you see a different insect or creature every single day. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. And you realize that you're so, you're, you're just part of something so much bigger. I'd also say like the, the stars and the galaxy. Yeah. Um, to see when you can see the sky, when you yeah. can actually see all the stars and just really get a sense of wonderment. Yeah. which maybe has been suppressed specifically when we're living in these cement jungles or yes. we're living our life looking at a screen. Yes. Living in cement jungles, looking at screens, takes us away from being able to see the non-light-polluted stars and from the interconnectedness of the jungles inside those. Oh, my gosh, so much there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Miriam, thank you so thank much for you, coming Ellen. on our show. We're so grateful. Thank you, thank you for coming I'm on the program too, again. You. Yeah, this has been super enlightening. Really appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for all your yeah, great work. Thank you. Yeah. And I really hope that the things that we talked about in the episode that the that can be hopefully shared more around uh, around the world. We 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 highly request you guys check check out the links in the bio below to Miriam's Twitter profile, also her feature in the Epoch Times, also honeycolony.com. Check out all of those links. Thank you, and please, I would say to as being shadow banned to please follow me on Twitter. Yeah, go and follow her on Twitter. Um, you actually write that that you know yeah. being shadow banned. She needs <laughs> that's those. These are her last means of being able to stay yeah. in the free speech world. Yeah, free speech world. And I, I want to thank you also because when I do interviews, it's not very common to bring the spirituality to it, or people think it's like woo woo. And I tell people I'm only one part woo, uh, <laughs> um, because I'm very grounded person and and look to to science but that don't deny yeah the spirituality and and uh we do both that's why it helps when you one foot in science and one in spirit and it yeah. just yep Actually, exactly. that's what that's what gets you to the next yeah. world yeah i agree there's a, a magazine called actually science and spirit that i've written for yeah and i'm all for that Very the two 
So check out the links in the bio below, everyone. Also support the conversations, these these points that we had today on the show. Support them, share them around the world, get talking more about the subjects. What is the big force that's behind what's happening? And stay vigilant, stay critical thinking about everything that's happening in our world. For sure, Yes, yes. Thank you, Ori Shapira, for the co-production. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Ori. And also support the artists the entrepreneurs the leaders the spiritual elders around the world that you believe and support them and help them grow you can find all of our links in our bio below help us join us and go and build the future everyone manifest that new world we love you very much and we'll see you soon aho yeah peace definitely not every interview could say aho <laughs>